this is a very important Friday because it's really the last Friday where maybe you could pop out at lunch during work or on your way home, come home without really having to explain something as long as you're not gone too long to snag something for Mother's Day. Ams with AJ on VFX. It's last actually work day that I think a couple of those things could happen. And maybe just maybe if you're lucky, you can maybe snag something offline and with one day shipping, sneak it in tomorrow if you order it soon enough today. But kind of, kind of, kind of getting towards crunch time. And actually, even though I said I didn't really want to say anything ahead of time, um, I'll admit I have ulterior motives, but I I did find this song that a friend of mine made really, really adorable. Uh, Ahead of Mother's Day, important holiday, of course, so is Father's Day. The Mommy Song. Mom, I just want to say thanks for everything. Mommy, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Sometimes she like makes jokes and stuff. She um, like makes us laugh. <laughs> I love you, mom. So happy early Mother's Day. Hopefully, everybody got everything covered in terms of what they want to get. And I admit I have a little bit of an ulterior motive. Sue me, uh, because with the way the last couple of weeks have gone, trying to get ready for vacation, trying to get ready for vacation. As I said, admitted. I already admitted this week that I have not completely been able to uh, snag everything or get everything planned the way I want. So I'm hoping that with all that, it's enough of an excuse that I can uh, rain check it a little bit. And actually, man, my track record is getting worse because I was just thinking about this. I'm going on vacation with my brother and sister-in-law, and they've both already had their birthdays this year. And for the life of me, I don't think I got them something. And I was just thinking, I was like, okay, I got to buy them dinner and be like, hey, I know we're behind. I, I, I still want to get you something. I'm sorry, because... As much as I want to set the precedent, I wish the society family kind of wanted to start trailing off some of these gifts. You can't just randomly be like, okay, so Mother's Day, we're out. Got to give them some token of appreciation, right? Something small. And not because I have to, but because they deserve it, right? But It's bad. It's bad. But speaking of gifts, there's actually a question I really want to ask about that. When it comes to Mother's Day, of course, the kids, the stepkids, all that, there's snacks something, right? For Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. But does the husband have to? Tomorrow is Mother's Day, but does that mean when mommy becomes a mommy that husband now has to also pay the penance? (laughs) Pay tribute? AMs with AJ on VFX. And as I think back in life, I think the answer in my experience, not that I've given, but from what I've seen from my parents, is yes. But the answer is, should it be? Because apparently, according to a survey, 82% of uh, moms admit they expect a gift from their significant other for Mother's Day. So, does that cycle get broken? Because I think what happens, right, is obviously 
you have said kiddos, and you know magically the the one year old and such is not going to be able to come up with anything. So gets a little help from dad and vice versa on Father's Day, and so that kind of continues uh, from there. And I don't know that I necessarily say that it does it because you could say so like Valentine's Day, right? I know we all roll our eyes, but if you say Valentine's Day is kind of that expression of love, you could say that it's um, a chance for parents to say they're thankful to each other for, you know, you've been a great mom, you've been a great uh, father, and so go from there. But, you know, the, the answer from afar I feel like should be no, right? You say something, maybe treat them to something nice, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think pretty much everyone goes into it and does the same thing, right? I don't know that I know anyone that doesn't do anything for mom and dad, vice versa, after they have kiddo. They adore, they get each other gifts. That's kind of commonplace, even though I think by definition of the law, you could be like, well, you're not my mom. Like, I got to get my mom's something. Because, of course, you know, I think you do the share thing, right? You, what your maternal mom and your partner's maternal mom, you just split the gift. It's the best, best invention ever, by the way. And if you're best for siblings as well, best invention ever, if you can find a way to split something for Mother's Day with the rest of the sibs. Because then also, a little bit cheating the system, but, you know, mom's going to appreciate the little tug of the heartstrings where all the kiddos work together. But my answer, I really wanted to say no, but I don't think, and in my experience, yeah, husbands get gifts for moms on Mother's Day and vice versa for Father's Day. And I'm sure that if that were to come up, that's how I'm going to roll with it too because you just kind of get in the habit helping the kiddos and then you kind of just do something off to the side. Thermo Fisher poll of the day. Is there any anyone that does not do it? I would love to hear it. I'm not saying you're bad or wrong or anything. I would actually love to hear your story and, and what happened. Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. And, you know, you, what, you show your appreciation for mom and dad because they've been there, right? They pick you up. They take you to these places. And maybe just maybe they've been there during bad dates. Lord knows you'll probably have a couple of them throughout your lifetime. And I got to say, in all my bad dating experience, and there's a mountain of it, never had the punch out at under an hour date. What made you say, no, 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 60 minutes was more than enough or even less than that? There's no denying, right? You date long enough, you're going to stumble into some absolute stinkers. But have you hit the apparent random threshold that is out in an hour? Because I I was told, Ames with AJ on VFX, it's the debated eight. That's the threshold, right? You don't want to go longer than an hour. If you don't see it going anywhere, especially if it's getting bad, get out of there. Now, I think the worst date I ever went on, honestly, it wasn't even the date herself. She was nice. I just feel like we had chemistry. It was her friend. Her friend was like uh, a, a dating a buddy of mine, and I was like, okay, yeah, you could set me up, because she was always bugging me about it. I think mostly because she wanted to get her boyfriend back. <laughs> we were spending so much time together. And then she was like, uh, how was it, it going? I was like, it was all right. She's like, are you guys going to hang out again? I, was like, I don't know. I think I'm hanging out with Andrew. She goes, well, if you don't want to be honest about it, then I just won't set you up again. And I'm like, I just talked to your boyfriend about hanging out tonight. I'm not making this up. And then she stormed off, and I'm like, okay, don't set. What is going on? Where? I don't know that I've ever had a terrible date that I've been like, oh my gosh, please either strike me down or get me out of here. But what I'm curious about is your story because it was the poll of the day. For instance, Diana said he asked how long we had a date before we could do the fun stuff. He actually thought we were dating. After one date, I actually had to block him. Oof. Oof. Tiffany said, told me he knew we were going to do it the minute he saw me. So why was wasting time with small talk? I suddenly had an emergency I had to leave to take care of. 
I gotta be honest. I'm envious of people, not the situation, because I I know my friends would do it. I don't want to find myself in that situation, but I'm envious of not having a story where I have people I call and I'm like, hey, so like this is terrible. I'm gonna call you back in, in like five minutes. Cry like something absolutely terrible has happened. Actually, if I can be honest with you, the one op- one time that actually happened, my family got mad at me. I don't want to get too much in details because it makes everybody look bad, but someone had a family emergency and like was losing a family member, a friend, and needed someone, and I left a family dinner to go be with them, and the family was mad that I left on sudden notice. What 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 did you want me to do? Like, okay, I'll, I'll appetizers first, you're right, and then I'll bolt. What do you want me to do? Nicole commented said he asked me out to lunch, ended up being over 15 minutes late without an explanation or an apology. Then he wouldn't talk, so I carried on with small talk. He gave me short-worded answers. Then a special needs worker asked if he was a cop. He worked for the highway patrol and he was in his uniform. When he said he did, the worker said that he looked up to cops and they were his heroes. The worker excused himself but said that he would go back to ask about his job. Before the worker got back, the date paid and told me he wanted to leave so he didn't have to do with that, quote, weirdo freak. Needless to say, that was the only date. Man, like, don't me wrong. As someone who works in a... Can I say a public job? Like I don't I don't want to sound egotistical, but you know, one that people recognize me. Like I get having days where you just don't feel like chatting, but I mean that would you're gonna make that dude's day. And that's the reaction. Ugh. Yes, Nicole, absolutely the right decision. What is your story that got you out in less than an hour? That was all she wrote. I would get a text here. Uh he stole breadsticks off the two tables next to us. What what aren't they okay, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. There are some places, but aren't they generally free? Like, what, what is the point of stealing them? What? What? Uh, here's a text. She got drunk and uh, had a little accident in her <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Never had one of these. No badge of courage, but good gosh, the stories that got shared for the poll of the day and some of the texts that came in. Wow. No, you got to be honest. I wouldn't say thankful. That's a, That's a stretch. But you got to be somewhat grateful, right, that they showed you early on as opposed to wasting your time. As I said yesterday, didn't have it happen in under an hour. It usually took me a couple weeks before I finally destroyed it from within. So, you know, there's that. Speaking of destroyed it from within, I laugh in my soul just a little bit with Florida not because it just doesn't get better. Like the guy who had a, a weed vending machine on the side of his house. That'll get somebody attention. And, of course, possessions nine-tenths of law. But if you just say, oh, no, no. No, no, no. They were here before I found it. That gets you through. We always seek convenience, right? Eventually, you want to find the path of least resistance. But I don't think that a weed vending machine is the answer. As with AJ on VFX, it's Florida not. Unsurprisingly, there was some kind of investigation into the weed vending machine on the side of a drug dealer's house. Federal agents arrested someone who installed one on the side of his house. some point, someone's going to be like, hey, so... I don't want to be that guy, but maybe that's probably not something that should be going on. Please like, yeah, you know what? We'll take a look at that. Though the question is, is it is it that dumb when you go to the argument of the again, possession is nine tenths law. We all learned that as children. And another man was arrested because he bought a scooter that was packed with various drugs, very hard illegal drugs. And when asked about it, he said, Oh, those those were left behind from the previous owner. I just I just didn't know what to do with them. And that was not his only criminal offense on top of that, which the lie was not great, by the way. He doubled down on lying, and it wasn't good. But, I mean, the whole I just, they were here, and I just I had to take the scooter. I didn't know what to do with them. 
Excuses are not creative. They are not creative whatsoever, but that's why both these men are arrested. The question is, which of these doofuses is the Florida kind of stupid? I got to be honest, not to say that any of us would buy drugs out of a vending machine, but doesn't the vending machine kind of uh, imply either scam or cheap? Ames with AJ on VFX. Like, occasionally you hear stories of people inventing one, like there was a steak one and a butcher one, but it was like in the butcher shop, so I think I would be, I would maybe buy that. But still, I think I would just buy from the butcher itself. That was kind of a COVID workaround. But like when you, like I'm going to be in the airport tomorrow, and they have like those the mini machines, right, where you can get the electronics. There's just something about that that seems scammy. Because also what happens if it gets stuck? What are you going to do? you going to go explain to the customer service? What customer service? So with all that being said, going for convenience, I get it. But yeah, on the side of your house, it's going to draw somebody's attention. Because story number one, a drug dealer Instead of going with the classic, like, you got to figure out the secret handshake where you can slide it across and exchange money and meet in weird places and get those burner forms. Just install the vending machine on the side of his house. So people can just wander up and do whatever they want. Police said he's making about two grand a day. Well, federal agents got a tip about it or drove by. I mean, whichever one it was. And they used the machine to collect evidence and they arrested him. I mean, what did you think was going to happen? Somebody wasn't going to see that? The 5-0 wasn't going to be like, hmm, you know, let's take a couple pictures. We might have to look into this. Wait, what? Story number two, a man was arrested driving a scooter because it was packed with tons, tons of illegal drugs. And when asked about it, he said, oh, well, th- those aren't mine. They're, they're in there from the previous owner, and I, I didn't know what to do with them, so I'm just driving around. But they're not mine. And the reason they pulled him over is because his license plate was obscured with spray paint, which pretty positive is illegal. Not supposed to be able to do that. They got to be able to read it. That's why I always tell you to clean off when it snows. Uh, it turns out his license was suspended, which he said, no, 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 no. I paid the fines to have that restored. But then when I went to the DMV, well, they were closed. So I couldn't submit the paperwork, but I paid for it. It was the fourth time <laughs> this year his license has been suspended. Four time. These are the worst lies ever, dude. Possession's nine tenths of law, and they can fact check that stuff. So, the question is do you go with the guy who had double stupid lies or the obvious idiot in story number one? Because how are they not going to look at it? Even though you got to get a little notch, not saying do it, but a little notch of credit because it's innovation, right? It is innovation. That being said, the lies in number two are so dumb, and there's two of them, right? Two is worse than one. I say we go with story number two solely based on that. Correct. Thank goodness, because it's correct. The vending machine was in uh, Detroit. And I got to tell you, even in Amsterdam when I was there last year, they didn't have these kind of vending machines. And don't get me wrong. Some of those shop dealers there get really creative with what they try and say, but they didn't have the vending machines. So, dude in Detroit was ahead of Amsterdam. Let that sink in. Florida not on VFX. Speaking of. Florida. I'm pretty sure this is bonus Florida. But uh, you know, here here Utah has its its fair share of issues with wild animals, right? That video went viral with the jogger with the mountain lion freaking out and doing that whole thing. But uh it's not a <laughs> it's not a, a you know a monster in your garage drinking all your soda, which to be honest would actually probably be worse in Utah, wouldn't it? You find someone or something randomly working its way through your diet soda stash in the garage. 
You're coming out swinging, right? No thoughts about it. You're just coming out and be like, whoa! Just thinking because the way we throw up soda shops here, I know how serious people take their soda. Ames with AJ on VFX. Well, one couple in Florida. And why in the world, in the state of Florida, I mean, you just have to go numb to it, right? And I guess that happens wherever you live. You're just kind of a little bit numb to the stuff other people notice. We talk about dumb criminals all the time. A couple left their garage open. Heard a noise, only find a seven to eight foot alligator had wandered in. Which the rest of, yeah, well, Florida, I mean, I just assume alligators all over the place. Like, you pull up to a stoplight, and you stop, and there's one that crosses, and then you get the green light, and you go. But it was made worse. The alligator decided it got hankering for some diet soda, and it destroyed can upon can, drinking so much of it, which, by the way, was in there for Karen, the wife's birthday party that was coming up. So now our guests don't have anything to drink because this alligator drank all the soda. It was relocated. Uh, moved away, removed safely. No one got hurt. None of that. But now this this gator's got a taste for diet soda. And I'm just thinking, look, Utah's running its own case with animals. I know we hear about the coyotes and the, and the mountain lions, the cougars, when it comes to uh, getting in other people's yards and stuff. Gators, I, I maybe maybe slightly above. I don't know. Maybe it's even. They got their own issue. Now imagine all of a sudden mountain lion coming down, not trying to find something to eat. It's trying to get in your diet soda. Now we got a whole other issue. Now I got to swing on this gay. I got to swing on this cougar because it's trying to steal my stash here. And if I don't have that to get going in the morning, I just I'm just not myself. <laughs> I just I. This is the only place I think that the the gator could get away with it. Because here in Utah, I I don't know that 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 gator safely relocated. I think there's a brawl to the death in that garage over that soda trying to salvage some of it. That's just how I see it. With all these soda shops we throw up. Maybe just maybe you leave one out, leave a little barrier, be like, ah, well, we'll get the knockoff brand, see if he'll buy some of that, right? Like that, uh, what is it, the, the Dr. K stuff. We'll set that out. Maybe he'll buy that now. That's cheap. It's like 69 cents for two liters. It's fine, Karen. We can get that, and the Gator will have that, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, speaking of going places. So every year, right, so the weather's warming up. We're going to have the, the pools and amusement parks get, get open here soon. I mean, it's May. Back home. Everybody at least once in my friend group goes to an amusement park. It's one of the best roller coaster parks ever. I found out talking to a friend, they shut down and are tearing down one of the roller coasters at that place because it just became unsafe. It was always breaking down. And it's not surprising, but I rode the crap out of the thing the time I've been there. So what if, what if hypothetically, they didn't shut it down? And I don't want to put this juju on it, but say there's an amusement park here that shall remain nameless so no juju is spread. They found out that there was one they were working on because it had a malfunction. Not, nobody got hurt or nothing. There was a malfunction, though. Are you getting on it again? Back home, everyone's gearing up for the annual tradition of going to the theme park, the amusement park that everyone goes to every year. I'm not going to make it. It was with AJ at VFX. But I did find out that one of, uh, I don't know that I called everybody's favorites, uh, but the roller coaster is called the dragster, and this whole thing is you go and you pretend you're a drag car, and it, like, takes off, shoots you straight up in the air, and you come down. And they're tearing it down. They decided it's breaking down. It's unsafe, which is not surprising because it it actually very it'd be surprising if you go an afternoon in the park and they didn't have to shut it down for a second. Did that stop us from riding it? No. The question is though, if we found out that they had to work on it all summer, would you still ride on it? Like it had malfunctioned, would you be back on? Nothing happened, right? But it like broke down, and you're like, okay, well we're going back this year. Do we skip it? Kira's on the line. Kira, what do you think? 
Ride malfunctions, you still getting on it? Yeah, if it malfunctioned and they were able to, like, fix the problem, then sure, because that probably means that it's safer in the long run. So, yeah, probably. That's fair. I mean, that's a more logical thought than us. We were more annoyed. It's like, oh, it's broken. We just want to get on. And then as soon as it was open, gone. Who knows? I mean, I assume they know what they're doing, so I'm getting back on it. They're going to tell you, because it takes off, I can't remember what the speed is, like 80, 90 miles an hour, just shoots out. You're supposed to feel like a drag car. They tell you you can't put your hands up, and then everybody, nobody listens to that. And obviously, I think all those hands up, because it's like 16 people, I think they get to go at one time, create the drag on the right. So they probably, I mean, in all honesty, the patrons are probably the one that broke it. When it comes to roller coasters, if it it malfunctioned, would you get back on it? Joe, what do you say? I would not be caught dead on another roller coaster for the rest of my life if I had to hang in the air for more than five minutes. Are you kidding me? Like They would not let me go back into that theme park because the place would be closed down from all the legal action I would have taken against it. I promise you that. Okay, so being being stuck upside down is way different than finding out it like malfunction while you're not on it. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I think I would have a little bit different view uh, as well. I tell you what, one of the cruelest pranks that ever played on me, when my brother lived in Atlanta, I don't remember the specific name, but we decided uh, we went to visit and we were going to go to that Six Flags. And we, like, drive there, not because he doesn't live next to it, because nobody lives right next to an amusement park, right? And we park and we're walking in to go get our tickets and get in. And he goes, oh, you know, I heard the other day somewhere there was some – Roller coaster, people got stuck upside down on a loop. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that happens. He goes, and then they fell. And I was like, why would you tell people that? Now, if the answer to the question is, did it stop us from going in? Absolutely not. We went in, we had a blast. It was a good time. There's been nothing that stopped me from getting on roller coasters. Like I said, they're finally tearing this down, uh, the one back at uh, back home, and everybody, nobody's surprised by it. But if I had found out they'd been working all summer and I got to go this summer, would I be on it? I would still have worked it into the rotation, so it wouldn't have stopped me. It would legitimately have to, like, fall or break or something, and then I would probably be out. That is what it would take. Friday, Cash Valley Secrets, a minor confession, but more are to come. Can you potentially give your pet a taste for human flesh? One confessor is super nervous about it. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. I uh, hate to give away some trade secrets here, but look, somebody confessed for Cash Valley Secrets. They wanted the guilt off their conscience, so now the cat's going to be out of the bag. Ames with AJ on VFX. One confessor said, when I'm a passenger in a car, I always mention that I get travel sick if I don't sit in the front seat. To this day, I've never had to go in the back on a car journey with my in-laws. <laughs> Didn't expect that twist. Okay, come on. Mother's Day is this weekend, bro. Come on. Come on. But I may or may not know someone who does that. I do not know if it's dishonest. I just know that that has been mentioned before as a possible ploy, and it is an option. Almost say. Another confessor said, after 10 years working in retail, I devised a few tricks. I do this thing called the lick test, where I lick a bit of clothing to see how badly sweat marks would appear if I was to wear it. If it goes dark immediately, it's a no from me. Always wash new clothes before wearing. <laughs> so the first time I read that, I was like, oh, was he squeezing again? Like a legitimate tip at the end. I was like, oh, no, it's because he licked the shirt beforehand and you buy it. Okay, so I'm not saying there's not a little bit of logic to that whole situation. But to your point, you say wash your clothes beforehand. Also, I don't want to lick random strange clothes because, like, I've worked in a clothing store. People try it on. People take it off. 
uh, you know, I hang it up, it gets moved around, it gets shuffled around the store, people put their fingers all over it, and then they disarrange it, and then I got to put it back. Plus, you know, there's a couple other things that may or may not happen. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Somebody else confessed, I've just eaten breakfast cereal out of a coffee mug as all my bowls were dirty. <laughs> okay, so I, at this point, would would not do that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm mostly confident I would not do that. However, in college, the resolve to not be the one that had to do the dishes with my old roommate was strong. I once, while well, we had a double sink, just loaded, loaded. We ran out of spoons and forks. I once made a pot of spatula, a pot of spatula, a pot of mac and cheese, and then proceeded to eat it with the big spoon I made to stir it because I was like, no, I'm not going to be the one that says we need to do dishes. It's not going to be me. It's not happening. And... <laughs> And lastly, one confessor says, my dog won't eat dinner unless it has a little bit of human food on top. Last week, I accidentally cut my finger grating cheese and out of curiosity, let myself bleed under a dinner for a moment. She loved it. And now I live in fear. She's got a taste for human flesh. Why? Why would you risk it? I get morbid curiosity. We talk about all the time with serial killers and all that. But now you've created a dog that craves human flesh. We're done. We're done. It's over. Good game, everybody. The thing that loves us more than we love ourselves has always been said during this morning show. Now craves human flesh. It's over. It's over. Cash Valley Secrets on VFX. Good run, you humans. Now dogs and wolves are going to rule the world. You know, if they do rule the world, we'll finally get our ultimate solution to park narcs because they won't need vehicles. Maybe sleds that they'll pull. That's about the extent of it. Park narcs, have you voted? Maybe the answer to our nominees this week was dogs. Maybe somebody just let their dog take the wheel. I mean, they're so intelligent. Game of crackheads. Sit down, see what you do. And then they were like, ah, not much, not much worse than me. Possible, right? Abe's with AJ. Park narcs on VFX. Have you voted? Because today's the day we find out who's the worst parker in Cash Valley. Nominee number one. Close enough, maybe. Decided to parallel park. Gave up at the 45 degree angle. Just left the cut there and was like, I tried. I'm not bothering anybody. It's just it's the laziness that gets me. That's what gets me. Nominee number two, you're here for a minute, right? This one parked in front of a driveway with a car in it, by the way. So there's somebody who potentially could be stuck. Emergency, got to run out to grab something, need to get some supplies, whatever it is. <laughs> not happening. And that by far, just from the outset, like you just look for the immediate reaction, it's that one. But... The question is, which one is the worst? Which one is the most annoying? That is what I need you to vote for. There's still a little bit of time left, Utah's VFX. As for officially counting my final ballot, I tell you, I, I wish I could see a little bit wider scope of nominee number two because it looks like there's some kind of get-together. Not that this is okay. Like Again, that's one of my ter- That's one of the things I hate about family gatherings is I will never park in a driveway because I'm terrified I'm going to get it blocked in and I have to stay there longer than I want to. And that's, that's a fate worse than death, I'm going to be honest. I think it's the laziness of, of nominee number one. I know nobody likes to parallel park. Nobody ever passed it on the test. But this isn't a thing where there wasn't space. Like, you could see the car behind it. There is plenty of space. You just had to, like, cut it slightly less sharp, and you're in. You're in. Even though they're out of the way because the bike line's there, so they're not in the two lanes of traffic, I'm going with nominee number one. You take a look. Decide which one you think is worse. Utah's VFX on our Instagram. Utah's VFX pinned to the top of our Facebook page. A little bit later, we'll find out who the worst parker is in Cache Valley this week. Cache Valley Fun Park, the funnest place in town, bringing you park narcs. Uh, whatever event you have, birthdays, family reunions, 
Cash Valley Fun Park, help you take care of it. You can rent the party room. You can take the whole place. Then you don't have to share axe throwing, laser tag, or bowling. They've got food as well. Uh, they take care of all the cleanup. Cash Valley Fun Park, Cash Valley's family destination and group party headquarters. No one, no one wants to waste money. That never wants to happen. So what are the ways we do so? Because I'm tired of seeing those things. Again, I saw a TikTok video. I'm a millionaire. And here's why you'll never be rich. Five generic Google things that they're always said. And most of them aren't true. So what are the ways we actually waste money and what can we do? But before we get there, a way to waste money is to throw something out, spring cleaning or even moving. And you need it again. Finally, Snap decided we just have way too much crap in the house and we needed to clean it out, right? So the huge accomplishment for me was putting some clothes, good chunk of clothes, still need to do some more, in a bag, and that's going to the DI. Ames with AJ on VFX. It's the debated eight. But I got to tell you, for the longest time, the thing that got me was what if I throw something out or give something away or trash it or whatever it is that I'm going to regret giving away? Seriously, it was like... Not like I thought I stumbled across some great treasure, but like I was like, oh, I'm going to keep these t-shirts because like I need these t-shirts or people gave me these t-shirts. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I have 6,000 t-shirts. I'm good. I also live far away from almost everybody. So who's really going to know? Nobody tell them. But it did like inkle into the back of my brain yet again. What if I throw away something that I regret throwing away or feel like I'm going to need later? So I was curious if there was any trashing regrets. Something you, you pitched or tossed or donated that you were like, ah, messed up on that one. We messed up on that one. Jackie's on the phone. Jackie, what was it for you? My wife and I threw away our couch. We didn't want to move it, but every time we sit down on a new one, we regret it. The old couch was so comfortable and really well built. This one is already breaking, and we've only had it for like three years. Okay, so with all due respect, Jackie, you didn't, you didn't shop very well. Because, I mean, you, you got to go and really just test those bad boys out. Now, if you bought it recently, maybe, maybe there's a COVID thing in there, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit more leeway. But I say, I'd, I bought a brand new couch since I've been in Utah, and that sucker is oh so comfy. But the couch, furniture's a great one. I don't know that I could ever find myself getting rid of furniture uh, for free. I, gotta be honest, I don't think I could throw it away. I don't think I could donate it. Like, for instance, I got this ugly, ugly couch when I was in college. It was like, do you remember that, like... Uh, those old seats, right? We talk, I feel like Taco Bell used to have them, or if you bought like cafeteria cups, it was like that blue little squiggly and it had the purple like pixelated triangles behind it. Like it used to look like that. It was it was ugly. I had a couch like that and a, a love seat that was just white. None of them match. And I um, had them stored for a period of time at my parents' house. And they, of course, were like, okay, get this, please get this crap out of here. So they had a garage sale. I got both of those things for free. 75 bucks out of those two suckers because I was like, I can't. My parents, throw it away. And I was like, I can't throw it away. They're perfectly good. Please don't throw it away. They're like, okay, we're going to have a garage sale. $75? $75? Heck yeah. What do you regret throwing out? Andrew on the line. Andrew, what was it for you? When I was a kid, my mom got rid of a lot of my toys. Ah, or they were somehow lost in the move. I found out that most of what I had is valuable today. I had a lot of Star Wars figures and Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. I wish I had them back. Oh, Andrew. Breaking my heart because, yes, two things. Uh, I've heard so many people's stories of, like, parents who freaked out about them collecting, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon, even baseball cards, and throwing them out only to find crazy collectible afterwards. So, like, I think you could sue for damages and lost value. I think that's totally fair. 
Second, yes, I collected Star Wars toys because my babysitter, when I was a kid, recommended it because they're like, this is going to be valuable. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then my brother whined and whined and whined, and my dad made me open them. And he's like, oh, it's not going to be that big a deal. I have come to find some of those toys have become quite valuable. So, uh, Andrew, I am right there with you. I say we sue for, for damages because of the emotional trauma for working that hard and then being gone. And then two, lost value. Those were collectibles. Could have either still had them, gain invaluable uh, retirement plan right there, or B, there's vacation right there. Buy Star Wars toys. I'm going on vacation. <sighs> Catch deep breath. Still going to spring clean. Now, just way more hesitant about it. What did you throw out that you regretted doing so? 435 Because, of course, it's kind of a little bit waste of money, right? And nobody likes doing that. Now, it happens. But what are the big pitfalls that we can avoid? Because how about some actual money-saving tips or some actual money advice that is useful? Because I get tired of watching those videos like, oh, you eat out all the time. Nobody eats out all the time. Or most people don't. Wasting money, throwing it away, whatever your choice is, probably not smart to do so. What is the thing you regret throwing out? AMs with AJ on VFX. Tyann had a story she absolutely had to share. So, Tyann, look, we're all friends here. It's a safe space. What what happened? So, my parents are big into, like, collecting coins. Okay. And they've collected coins for all 12 of the kids. And then they started collecting kit coins for, like, grandkids and like the kids I've had uh-huh. and we were first married and I thought I just was giving away a whole box of picture frames and nope, it was my whole coin collection that my mom gave me. Oh my gosh. And I'm my so mom sorry. still does not know to this day. Okay. I, I promise you, I will not tell you if it makes you feel better. I have a, a story. So at a place I used to work, they, as a Christmas bonus, you know, right. They used to give us these little uh, plastic cases that used to have coins that were meant to be collectibles, right? They were mint condition. You're supposed to keep them. Yeah. One of the girls that worked there, the the one one year we got five quarters. One of the girls that worked there, the year, like the week after we got it, cracked it open to use it to pay for laundry. (gasps) (gasps) And everyone's like, what are you doing? But I feel your pain. Actually, legitimately. So my, I, I guess my parents for their honeymoon went to the Bahamas, I want to say it is. And I had, so it started my, like, I like collecting coins from around the place. So I had these two really cool bills. They were super unusual. My brother, to this day, no one knows, took one of them and it just up and disappeared. And his plea for the longest time was, well, it's not real money. And my dad was like, yeah, it was. What happened to it? And then he just wouldn't confess. He got punished, all that, and just gone. Still just can't forgive him. Now, that repressed memory. Right back up. But Tanya, I feel your pain. So don't do that because that's lost value. So definitely lost money. But how about what are the things that we waste money on the most? Because, again, I'm tired of seeing those things. It's like, don't eat out all the time. Bring your lunch. Don't go to Starbucks. I'm like, yeah, okay, look. Yes, but not everybody is like eating out every day of the week or going to Starbucks every morning. Nobody, You're not helping most people. So I think some of the big ones that absolutely – Appeal to a lot of people. Credit card interest, fees and interest costs of the average American household, $1,000 a month. So do what you can to avoid having those fees and interest. That's sound financial advice. It said do what you can to avoid using credit cards. That to me is not sound financial advice. There is a benefit to them, but we don't need to get into that. The big one for me, and I'm actually super proud of this, it's food waste, man. How many times you buy like. I don't know what it is about buying those like bags of mixed salad, whatever it is, or spinach is the one I bought recently. 
but the, like they they look great. The grocery store, they look great. You get them home and like two days later, like done, brown, moldy. You don't want to put me in your mouth every time. And so with Ashley and I going on vacation for a couple weeks here tomorrow, I was I said over and over. Again, I was like, we need to we need to eat all the stuff in the fridge. Anything go bad, we need to evaluate that and make some decisions. Try and finish all that, so we don't have to worry about it. And high five, we did it. There's like nothing that went bad. There should be nothing we leave in the fridge that went bad. I am so pumped, especially because I work, work. I live with someone who is uh, notorious saying, oh, I'll eat that later, and then doesn't, and we throw it out. Terrible when it comes to leftovers. And, you know, credit to her. She likes to eat healthy and buys fruit, but it goes bad. It goes bad. But, yeah, high five because we are not throwing anything out. And up to 40% of food in the United States never gets eaten. So check the fridge. Make sure to eat the leftovers and look in the back of the fridge. That's the biggest thing because that stuff like falls and you're like, when did wait? We had this like three months ago. I didn't know this was still in there. Definitely check for that stuff. <laughs> Debate a date on VFX. Some people may hear this. I really hope not, but some people may hear this. Like, okay, AJ said, save money, don't waste money, cut and tipping. That's not the answer. And in fact, question for you should be if. If restaurants decide to keep track of bad tippers, could there be punishment and should there be? Anyone related to a bad tipper will tell you that that's, it's, it's a roulette thing, right? You get invited to go out with them and you, you, you pause. You legitimately pause and you go, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to deal with this because if the service is less than adequate as they define it, it's going to get real awkward and I'm not looking forward to that. AMs with AJ on VFX. So here's a question. Now, I want to be very I want to be very clear. I'm set to go on vacation and I'm not going with people that I consider bad tippers at all. I'm going with family, but I am related to bad tippers. But one of the things we run into especially when I go on these international trips is we are very cognizant, especially when we leave the country of trying to leave a good impression of Americans traveling internationally. And I can tell you, we've been to places where there've been other Americans and they have not left a good impression and we just So, should restaurants be able to punish, possibly even ban bad tippers. What if there was a way to, quote, quote, fight back? Brady's on the phone. Brady, what do you think? No, I think sometimes a bad tip is warranted. Sometimes yeah. it's a reflection of the service. How yeah. can you ban someone who leaves a bad tip if it's actually because the service was terrible? Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because contextually, I think obviously you got to expand it a little bit because I think it can't be like a one strike and you're out rule, right? Because like there's people that have stories of like the kids waited behind and they took the money and now you're banning the parent, but then the kid took it and there could be bad service. I think there's got to be some kind of um, some kind of uh, three strikes. I don't know, some kind of system. It can't be one strike and you're out though. Maybe just a mistake or somebody miscommunication. Like I'll get this, you leave the tip and they forget. Whatever, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, it's funny, when I was talking, it was on the after show, we were talking about uh, credit, I think we are talking about credit scores in all honesty, and then Mima was the one that brought up that uh, there's sort of kind of like a customer service score, where based on your uh, interactions with like customer service, you get like a rating, and that actually does get moved around. Well, why can't you do something similar here? I don't know how they would exchange it in the restaurant industry, but I mean, we know that it's not impossible with the, the technology and all that. Something to think about. Should restaurants be able to punish, possibly even ban, bad tippers? Uh, Taylor's on the t- Taylor is on the line. Taylor, what do you think? 
Yeah, I definitely think restaurants should ban bad tippers. I just Mm. think bad tippers are the beginning of the end of a restaurant. And here's why. I mean, if you get a bunch of cheapskates who aren't tipping, you're going to end up with really unhappy waitstaff who are working really hard. And I mean, if you don't have good waitstaff, then you don't have a restaurant and there's not going to be anybody to serve your customers. I mean, and that I think carries a whole lot more impact post-COVID, right? Where we've just seen so many shortages of workers. The thing I'm worried about, as someone who is related to bad tippers, the thing I'm worried about is, so you ban them, right? So you, you lose their business. So there's no way to really correct that. Like, is there like a period, right? You know, you get busted. Now you can't come back for four months or whatever. But I think people people don't generally take criticism well. Everybody says, or most people say, like, I like I like constructive criticism. And if you deliver it in a way, and while banning may not be the most constructive way, it's definitely a little bit of slap on the hand there and let you kind of let you feel the sting a little bit. It's it's baloney. So many people do not take any criticism correctly. In fact, actually, on that subject, there was a, uh, I think it was a study that was done that found out, right, social media for so long, Facebook specifically, in this political climate has been awful, right? So you get in these fights with people and just yada, 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 yak back and forth, yak back and forth, and you just slam your head against the wall. Well... There's a way to get people to respect you and possibly forge that bridge. I, however, never see it happen, so I don't know how they figure this out in a study. Purely hypothetical, in my opinion. I'll tell you what it is. When have you ever known anyone to admit they're wrong? Let, uh, let me rephrase. When have you ever known anyone to admit they're wrong on the internet? AMs with AJ on VFX. So here's the deal. right? Ideally, you... Run into an argument, you make your points, hopefully with great evidence, and try and find fallacies or prove incorrect what you run into. And ideally, if it's true and you point out the fallacies or whatever, they go, oh, good point. And, you know, you don't call each other names or yell. They don't go, well, that's my opinion, which is one of my new favorite pet peeves because people say, well, that's my opinion. Opinions are not facts. That's why they're opinions. So you can't just use that as a conversation and it'd be like, well, I don't have this conversation. You're just admitting you're wrong, but you don't have anything better to do. But a study found that if you admit you're wrong on Facebook slash social media, when you're in a discussion, people actually respect you because you admit they made a solid point. It's called intellectually humble behavior. And that's ideally how it should go. But when have you ever known anyone to do that? In fact, not only that, one of my my unfavorite things, non-favorites, and one of the stupidest things is I've watched people Tell me when I try to make a logical and detailed, concise argument, and I'm not doing it to be snobby, which is something I get like, oh, you're you're trying to pretend you're smarter than me. I'm trying to very well explain so there's no holes and it's completely understandable because you know what's not in texting and social media is context and body language. I want to make sure it's as clear, as concise as possible. After people tell me either you're just trying to be smarter than me, you're trying to make me feel bad, or I've had someone say before, like, oh, must have really got you riled up to go into that much detail. To which I responded, I said, no, you just said something so egregious that I made sure to lay out every possible detail to show you you're wrong. And they're like, oh, whatever, you're an idiot. And, you know, arguing with people on the Internet is not worth it, and that's why generally I don't do it. But not only do I never see anyone admit that they're wrong, the people that try to con- like lay out logical points get picked apart for being either smarty pantses or being way upset about it, way to get triggered. There's no, there's no solving that. So this study to me is my, it's purely hypothetical. It is, it's great to know, and it would be wonderful if you put in practice. I never see that happening. 
I just don't. People don't want to admit they're wrong. They'd rather just insult and bail or go find people who agree with them, and that's the end of it. This study's hilarious to me because, great. In a perfect world, much like communism, it should work. Is it going to? Absolutely not. <sighs> just, if I could leave you with one thing, as worked up as I am, be able to laugh at yourself, be able to admit your mistakes, and be able to acknowledge you don't know. All three of those things are super hard for so many people. Everybody takes things personal. Everybody uh, does not want to admit they don't know anything because they think it'll make them look stupid and vulnerable. And everybody uh, does not want to acknowledge their mistakes. They just rather, eh, whatever, chalk it up. Oh, wait, wait, well, this time maybe. <sighs> Life will be so much easier for you and you will become a better person. I promise you. Ames with AJ on VFX. Credit to the Park Nark voters on Utah's VFX Facebook and Instagram. Not only did they go out of their way to see if there is any possible explanation for why someone would park like these jack wagons, they also inject a little bit of humor that I missed along the way. Ames with AJ on VFX. Nominee number one. I love the comment on uh, I think it was on our Instagram. Got to have a quick getaway. That's why they didn't totally parallel park. They got to be able to shoot out of that spot at a moment's notice. And then... Uh, <laughs> On our Facebook, Emily said, uh, well, people don't really need their driveway, right? On Instagram, someone commented and said, well, they're probably blocking a sibling. Or nominee number two, of course, blocking a, par- a driveway that has a car in it. Uh, but that being said, so, so close. Decided by just one vote. But the worst parker in Cash Valley this week is nominee number two. Blocking the driveway. Which, you know, at first glance is the most outrageous. So it doesn't surprise me. But... Congratulations to the Narker because they're going to get a free buffet from um, Pizza Pie Cafe. On top of that, they, of course, move on to the tournament at the end of the year to determine who is the worst Parker of all of year, of 2022. So continue to submit your Park Nark nominees, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them Utah's VFX. And thank you again for those that do submit, and thank you again to all those that vote. I love this Facebook roulette, especially because I'm about to go on vacation. It would be better if I was doing a road trip, which I'm not. But, man, it's so good. VFX's Facebook roulette, AMs with AJ. Make sure you find Utah's VFX, myself, the AJ, not across the board. But I landed on my friend Patrick, and it says, Seven and a half billion people on Earth, and somehow I'm the best driver. That is not the case, especially coming right off of Park Darks as well. I'm going on vacation, and oh, man, if I had a road trip, I'd be like running this through my mind all over, over and over and over again. But hilarious. That way you can never be disappointed when you find Utah's VFX on social media like you should. YouTube and Twitch and all our social media for the after show coming up at uh, 1030. Of course, across all social media, um, submit your Park Nark nominees. The AJ Knight for myself, Utah's VFX for all podcasts as well. If I could leave you with anything, I think I would definitely say make sure uh, to take care of yourself, mental health, mental well-being. You are allowed to treat yourself. A lot of those things are still going to be there when you get back. So do just that. I'm going to go on vacation, so I'm going to be gone for a little bit. So be safe and uh, enjoy yourself while I'm gone. Don't do anything I wouldn't do for sure. And until I see you again, for AMs with AJ at VFX, thanks for listening.